you are a geneticist, one of the most highly respected geneticists in the field, in, honestly, even in the field of science and experimentation, and you know for a very, very strong fact that extraterrestrials do in fact exist. And so you end up saying to yourself, okay, you know, you've gotten yourself involved in a handful of compartmentalized programs and, you know, classified uh, operations and, and objectives and, you know, uh, mandates and what have you. You know aliens exist. You know, for example, that the soul exists relative to the esoteric realm, but there is an intermerging between that of the biological tissue in which we inhibit in this dimension or reality and that of the esoteric world. And you understand, again, not relative to STEM, science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, at least on the public end of things, you understand how to remove the soul at certain lengths or percentages, not just from a human, but from an animal. So you're working in a deep underground military base, right? You got your contract signed, you know all about extraterrestrials, you've heard lots of things, and you know, you know when to stay quiet about some things, and you know when you can speak on other things. You're doing an experiment as it pertains to removing on, a, for example, a, a dog, cat, you name it. Very unethical experiment, by the way, very depraved, but you're doing an experiment where you have been told to remove the as much as you can of the soul of that animal. Remember, keep in mind, you know for a fact that, that the soul and the esoteric realm does in fact exist and can be substantiated and uh, veracitated by that of the scientific, not community, but scientific justifications that have been left out publicly. So you start removing the soul slowly but surely. And, but then your superior tells you, hold on a second. As you're removing the soul from this animal, which is currently unconscious, but when it comes back to life, it will in fact be conscious, if you will. You say, your superior tells you, just a small percentage, leave maybe one or two percent of that animal's soul, and then wake it up and see what happens. You say, yeah, of course, no problem. This is what you get paid to do. You get paid very, very good money, almost a million dollars a year to do this. And you're under contract, so of course, you're not going to deny it, right? You then, after all of this occurs, wake the animal back up. And you realize the animal is far more obedient because what you've only done is you've left only 2% of that animal's soul inside of the animal. You realize it's far more obedient. It's far more logical. It's far more of a nuts and bolts type of way of thinking. Okay? It still thinks in a fractal form relative to all the other beings born on this planet. Maybe even in, in large relative to all the other beings born in general, period, with consciousness, even if they have a soul matrix or not. And you realize, hold on a second. My God, this is what's happening to the earth on a much, much grander scale. But the reason why, for example, if we in this, uh, in, in this uh, metaphorical example were the animal being tested on, if we the humans were that, and the scientist was an alien, for example, the reason why it's taking so much longer and in a prolonged pr a period of time relative to the way in which we decipher and perceive time in a linear fashion is because there are a handful of other smaller extraterrestrial factions, okay, that are actually trying to slowly prevent this type of Orion Draco incursion from occurring more than it already has. Now, with that being said, I do want to say that we do have a Patreon um, it does help support the show. We have loads of content on there that I wish we could put out here publicly, but simply we cannot. At the same time, I would also like to give a very special shout out to uh, my friend Mark Steves from Alt Media United, who is also the host of My Family Thinks I'm Crazy podcast. Mark, brother, this is uh, actually thanks to you, really, this episode in a lot of regards, as well as Riel. I would also like to give a very special shout out to a friend, a good friend of the show, Thomas Fessler. Uh, anyone just look up Thomas Fessler on YouTube or Google. He's recently interviewed Lou Elizondo. Fantastic job of interviewing, by the way, if you ask me. With that being said, let's jump right into it. So today's episode is called The End, dustifying the 40th parallel to enclose fractal clairvoyance via the Draco abduction contract. 
Okay. Now, end stands for extended negotiations determined to dissipate. Now, you might be saying, Dave, where does that come from? Well, if we take a look at fractalfield.com, again, I would like to thank our friend of the show, Riel, for this. We'll see here. Deeper Orion Wars and Draco Story, the Secret Space Program Radical Update. All right, with Dan Winter, Laura Eisenhower, you name it. Bringing the Draco invasion of Earth up to the present with real ET politics revealed. John Fritz explains what happened with Earth and the secret space program refused to renew the 80-year World War II Draco abduction contract on August 21st, 21st excuse me, 2021. Our secret space program Navy, along with Nachtwaffen, the German fleet, again, for those that are, you know, that know about this already, you know, the Nachtwaffen, the, the dark fleet, if you will, the, the rogue sort of element of all this, stood off the Draco fleet, ready to invade outside of the Oort cloud. Why the U.S. government cannot tr uh, truly do ET disclosure is because they would immediately have to admit that after Ike lied about losing to the Nazis, who now have more Starcraft than Earth, he also signed with the wrong ETs, the Dracos or the uh, Reticulum, causing millions of abduction, uh, abductions and a full-scale Draco infestation, which is nowhere near close to ending. Okay, Draco are the wardens to this prison planet. Today, he explained it's worse than a tick infesting the whole planet. It is rather injecting the whole planet. Okay, oh, but rest assured, they don't need tracker dust because, again, we have astral hygiene, black goo, you name it, end quote. Now, with that being said, again, this is just a, you know, very vague statement about what's been going on. But if we look at the timing relative to also to what Beyond Top Secret Text and formerly Rumors of Instinct said on, again, his, uh, recent three-hour conversation is on our Patreon, will be going public relatively soon. But at the same time, if we take a look at what has been occurring relative to the, the United States Air Force, uh, the Navy, you name it, it seems to make perfect sense relative to what occurred on August 21st, which is that there were so many large amounts of unexplained geographical and geodesic anomalies, if you want to call it, earthquakes, the ground shaking, and all of that, all within that of the 40th parallel. Now, what is the 40th parallel? According to Wikipedia, the 40th parallel is a circle of latitude that is 40 degrees north of the, of the Earth's equatorial plane. It crosses Europe, the Mediterranean Sea, Asia, the Pacific Ocean, North America, and the Atlantic Ocean. At this latitude, the sun is visible for 15 hours, 1 minute and 28 seconds during the summer solstice and 9 hours, 20 minutes during the winter solstice, end quote. Now, I'm not going to get into the whole thing of 9 hours, you know, 20 minutes during the winter solstice and a dark winter because again, it's YouTube, I have to be careful. With that being said though, one thing that's interesting here is that we see uh, right over here, 1 minute and 28 seconds during the summer solstice and 9 hours, 20 minutes during the winter solstice. Interestingly enough, we all know that, you know, winter, dark winter represents that of a sort of ominous, implicatory and descriptive, I guess you could say fear-mongering type of, you know, Project Bluebeam apparatus. But generally speaking, we'll also notice that the Orion Dracos from Zeta Reticuli and many other places... They like to sign, they like to redo the Griotta Treaty, as Eisenhower signed in 1954, every nine years. Interesting that this occurs every nine hours during the winter solstice. Now, let's move on. Let's take a look at UFOexplorations.com, a memory metal redux. Now, for those that have recently checked out the Elemental Philosophorium recent episode with Mark Steves himself, this is why I showed him out, part, largely because, again, I like to appreciate so much the extent in which he's allowed me to, to implement this into this public episode. But we'll see here. In summary form, the story about Battelle Corporation, 
Commission, all right, Nittenall or and Roswell is this. In the months immediately following the Roswell crash, the Air Force contracted Battelle Memorial Institute to perform first ever work on novel titanium alloys. This included work on development of titanium and nickel alloy, the basis for memory metal today, and similar to some of the debris reported at Roswell. Now, take a look at this, folks. Four Wright-Patterson-sponsored technical studies on memory metal in later decades cited a 1949 Battelle report on nickel and titanium nitty or nitty alloy. Nickel and titanium are used to create nitinol, the premier memory metal on the planet. The fact that the 1949 report was referenced in shape recovery alloy research uh, years later shows that somehow the Battelle report had a direct application and associ association to the memory metal subject. An earlier 1948 report was also uncovered that dealt with similar materials issues. Now, if we look at visiontimes.com, uh, excuse me, Take a look at this. This pertains to Mr. Bregalia, who had a little bit of a trouble for Miss Suze Goff, Susan Go or Susan Goff, if I'm not mistaken, responsible again for heading the sort of messing with what's going on with the FOIA request, Freedom of Information Acts pertaining to UFOs. We'll see here. The released documents, okay, reveal exciting technical applications that will change the way our lives are lived, Bregalia posted in his blog. The PDF documents mentioned are metamaterials, invisibility, slowing the speed of light, compressing electromagnetic energy, implanting memory metal in people, and other remarkable things, end quote. Now, again, implanting memory metal in people, that could be applied to a lot of things going on in the real world today, but again, because of YouTube, I have to be careful, so I want to focus specifically on compressing electromagnetic energy. Now, why do I say that? Well, if we take a look at newatlas.com, we'll see here, July 23rd, 2020, by Michael Irving, highly respected journalist, 2D material absorbs electromagnetic waves for superior shield Notice how they put these dramatic revelations smack center in the middle of the COVID pandemic. You think that's a fluke, folks? The amount of revelations in which occurred relative to leading up to August 21st when the secret space program Solar Warden did not re-sign the reoccurring nine-year deal with the Orion Dracos and the Reptilians? Take a look at this right over here. Electromagnetic interference can be a serious problem for electronic devices, so shielding is usually placed around components. Now, engineers at Drexel University have found that a 2D material called titanium carbonitride is an excellent shielding material thanks to its ability to absorb rather than reflect electromagnetic magnetic waves, end quote. Before I go on, again, no disrespect to the scientists that may have actually discovered this and found this, but I cannot help but think that there is some form of drop feeding. And when I say drop feeding, I literally mean, for example, a metal, a piece of metal, for example, or uh, metallurgy is left on a scientist's lab desk that they didn't even know that they had it because they never did have it. They thought they had it, but it was mysteriously placed there. Drop feeding doesn't always come relative to that of the STEM or science, technology, engineering, mathematics, drop feeding. Again, uh, perpendicular and parallel to the Zodiac or Majestic 12 individuals at the very top that are disseminating some of this information. Sometimes it's a literal drop feeding breadcrumb type of thing in the sense that we're going to take this one metallurgy and put it on a scientist at Stanford's desk or a scientist at MIT's desk and they're just going to go, he or she is going to say, huh, they're going to look into it and it's going to be as simple as that. I know that sounds silly. I know that sounds ridiculous, but just bear with me, folks. Take a look at this right here. It belongs, titanium, uh, carbonitride, and I quote, belongs to a class of two-dimensional materials called mexines, which have been previously been shown to be useful in making conductive clays, sprayable antennas, and electrodes that could boost battery recharge speeds, all right? In this case, the team found that sheets of titanium carbonitride, much thinner than human hair, were able to block electromagnetic interference between three and five times better than copper foil, all right? End quote. You know what's interesting? The 40th parallel relative to the geodesic and geomagnetic spectrum that we just analyzed at the beginning of, the, of this episode 
actually is having more and more air pockets in, I, I don't even want to call them air pockets because they're just so vastly large, but more and more air pockets being ionized. Now we do know studying previously that a lot of these extraterrestrials will ionize air pockets above, below, and horizontal and vertical to that of, again, the longitude and latitude of their repair bases, which is interesting because the repair bases are also placed coincidentally, and I say coincidentally with air quotes, around the same vicinities in which the 40th parallel seems to be stationed. Now, let's take a look at this right over here. Newsatlas.com. Sprayable antennas turn surfaces into ultra-thin transparent transmitters. This is what I'm trying to get at here, folks, relative to the title of, the, of this episode. Many individuals, particularly females, even males too, but females have been far more known, at least in recent modern history, to have the feminine... I guess you could say esoteric element of themselves, tap into the divine source. And what I mean by that is, again, read people's past lives, the Akashic records, clairvoyance, you name it, right? Interesting that the vast amount of women who seem to be clairvoyant seem to be experiencing, at least to the ones I've talked to, and I've talked to, I think at this point, probably about 11 or 12 of them, those who reside within that of the 40th parallel vicinity seem to be having some of their clairvoyant abilities more and more lowered in a lot of regards, being meaning that they, they're more dense. They simply cannot access the etheric realm in ways that they could have, say, for example, a year or two ago. Now, take a look at this right here. Sputniknews.com. A strange titanium ball covered in Russian text has been discovered on a beach in the Bahamas could be from spacecraft according to the independent.co.uk the reason I bring that up is because take a look at that particular ball relative to the the, the Russian writing on that ball it's not about it's it, these are all tricks folks in my opinion again I'm not saying I'm correct but what I'm presenting here is that these are tricks in the sense of trying to deter or defer one nation to focus on another. Really, it's the Orion Dracos wanting to cause more and more divisiveness, not just on the public level, but to cause more and more divisiveness even at the lower levels of the compartmentalized aspects of things. Now, take a look at this right over here. Wikipedia.org, titanium biocompatibility was first introduced into surgeries in the 1950s. Interestingly enough, again, it's used for biomedical implants, things like this, end quote. Introduced in the 50s, the Roswell crash hop happened in 1947. I'm not trying to make connections where there aren't any, but again, we look at Colonel Corso saying the integrated circuit, fiber optics, Kevlar, things like this. We see the implementation relative of that of the alleged Orion Draco crash at Roswell. And we say that because, again, according to Lieutenant Colonel French, there was more than one crash that happened in Roswell at that time, interestingly enough. Look at this right here, drexel.edu. In each instance, the Maxine antennas, again, going back to the experiment a couple minutes ago, performed within 5% of copper antennas with performance increasing with the thickness of the antenna. The best performing Maxine patch antenna, about one-seventh the thickness of standard copper antennas, was 99% as efficient as a copper antenna operating at 16.4 gigahertz frequency in an open environment. Maxines were also 98%, so only 1% less effective as their copper counterparts operating in the 5G bandwidth, end quote. You you want to know something ironic, folks? Do you want to know the, where the most amount of 5G towers, except for China, have been placed geographically within that of the vicinity of the 40th parallel? I don't even want to get into the, 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 the potential of what could occur or could not occur, again, if you implement the artificial energy grid, the ley lines, you name it. But at the same time, I also can't help but think that when we take a look here, for example, at goldenmean.info, again, Riel, thank you so much for this. Look at some of the visualizations, okay, relative to the path curve of some of the dodecahedron cones relative to the plasma cones that seem to inhibit that of the way in which there is some type of ionized sphere that is overlapping the 40th parallel geodesically. 
Okay, and I say this because I know that might sound confusing, but you see these images right here, right? We see that when we put the mouse over the images, the images are live and they move. And we notice charge acceleration, gravity from simple compression, path curve, elements of flame, phi's ray, the Fibonacci sequence. We see all of this, right? And what does it come down to? Circles, cubes, triangles manifesting themselves relative to the geomagnetic push of resistance as we see in the yin and the yang, the hermetic principles as above, so below. And we understand that one charge, positive or negative, cannot go without the other because if there was not one charge, say, for example, positive from the standpoint of that of an electrical engineer relative to Mr. Winter's work here, you would not know the definition of the other sort of like in life there's good and bad things that happen to you and me all the time right again it is perception granted but there is a magnetic force relative to the esoteric meaning we give it perpendicular to that of the frequencies that are emitting off of our organs our blood you name it and how do we know this well let's take a look at goldenmean.info the problem and i quote with physicists is they do not know that the golden ratio is the generalized geometry of most constructive wave interference evidence uh you know citing the sources and they are not willing to check this is why they are stuck not knowing that this is also the solution to charge compression and of course as einstein said perfecting compression is the solution to unified field and therefore the solution to gravity in this article you see that that even Nassim Haramain, who has concluded with exquisite logic that golden ratio is the universal scaling law to all of matter and black holes. He, in fact, is unaware why, because only this geometry actually permits compression as constructive interference. So he says, golden ratio is the result of black hole dynamics, when in fact the opposite is the case. Golden ratio is the cause of black hole and gravity dynamics, which we first taught the physics community five years ago in Budapest. Now, let's take a look at this right over here. Fractalfield.com. Protons, for example... Uh, sorry, excuse me, one, in Ted Berardi's book, or Berardi's book, Alkalese or Die, the reason blood must become electrically attractive okay, two protons, extra electrons or electron spaces associated with alkalinity is because if the blood cannot attract electrical charge, you begin to decay and get sick. Protons, for example, and free radical hydrogen atoms are thought of as being electrically positive. Electrons are negative. The real meaning of this requires visualizing the difference between centripetal or inward sucking spin versus centrifugal or outward pushing spin. See in the below pictures, understanding this hydrodynamic or flow form of a tornado's vorticity having a net inward or outward flux is the key to understanding the concept of plus versus minus charge becoming electronegative that is making space to attract and embed a charged proton becomes a definition of becoming alive all right and this is what is being oppressed in the 40th parallel vicinity relative to the artificial uh, you know mind control grids relative to the ley lines relative to clairvoyant even males too but mainly females at least that i've spoken to in my and all that claiming that they're feeling less and less empathic and you know accessible to the etheric realm so if you folks haven't figured out the message i'm trying to overlay here is that people are waking up the Orion Draco see this, they know this, they understand this. They are looking for large regions or quadrants, irrespective, not respective, irrespective to the way in which we label our nations or countries, because they don't care about that. It's all about, you know, energetic borders, if you will, compared to the artificial ones that we manifest, but our minds cannot, even at a mass conscious level, cannot give value to those borders we've created because our, we haven't come together in a mass form, you know, relatively speaking for God knows how long, right? Now, they're trying to encapsulate within that of the geodesic 40th parallel sphere a suppression to see if we can suppress these clairvoyants, we can apply this to the entire planet. Again, forcing 
the secret space program shadow government individuals to not renew the treaty that was supposed to occur with the Orion Dracos every nine years that was supposed to be signed on August 21st. You see what I'm saying? Now, and I will quote one final thing. Once you begin to see that becoming electrically attractive to charges how you, is how you and everything become alive, try to begin to fractal or rose or fern or onion-like self-similarity electri electrically is how anything alive becomes that attractor. It is because when the inside of a wave nest like your heart becomes self-similar to what is outside, then the outside can fall in. All right? Let me know what you think, folks. We'll catch all of you very, very soon. Cheers.